When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Whatever News! The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. No matter how you get it done, no matter What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode. I'm glad to have you here. Uh, in case you didn't know, about 65% of people watching this right here, right now, aren't subscribed. And it helps the show so much if you hit that subscribe button and hit that bell to get notified when I drop a video and whatnot. It just genuinely does. It helps the channel to grow, helps us to thrive. We want to hit a million subscribers sometime in the near future. So uh, it would be greatly appreciated if you would join in. We drop episodes of Phenomenal News. Monday through Friday, giving you guys the updates on all the hottest stuff in anime and manga world. Also, some other cool stuff like, uh, you know, pop culture and just in general. Really cool stuff that we love to talk about here. I pop culture maybe isn't the term to use. I don't know. Nerd pop culture. Th there we go. With all that being said, I don't want to waste any more of your time. Let's get into the stories. We got stuff to cover. And for starters, one of the biggest stories that I've yet to cover uh, from my recent hiatus, in case you don't know, I had like a three or four day hiatus, which the longest hiatus I've ever taken off YouTube and social media in general. I just was completely absent. Um, a lot of people were hitting me up about this and like, Fenev, Fenev, you gotta cover this, dog. You gotta talk about this. And considering there's probably a few people out there that know I've referenced it and I've talked about it in the past, how much I really enjoy this series, I was a little bit like shocked to see this announcement. Um, and I was also wondering if this author was going to be done because he did try a new series and it didn't really work out so well. Uh, but apparently there's going to be a sequel to Zatch Bell. Let's read. Shoutouts to Manga Mogura Ri. Always a really awesome dude with the insights uh, to the anime manga news and whatnot. Uh, they said, Zatch Bell Konjiki no Gash by Raiku Makoto will get a sequel manga series titled Konjiki no Gash 2 starting in March 2022. It'll be a digital release and the first series was released by Viz Media. Okay, so that's just talking about the first series, but okay, so it's going to be a digital release uh, and a sequel. So it's interesting. I'm wondering, I mean, my, my brain goes uh, uh, somewhere a little bit different because again, I never even finished Zatch Bell. Like I only watched uh, the dub from back in the day that they had, which I ain't gonna lie, I even bought the box because that's how much I really enjoyed it. They put out a box set over here. Uh, what was it, a few years ago? I don't know, maybe maybe more than a few years ago. But it, it, was, it was a few years ago in my book uh, that they put out this uh, Zatch Bell box set of a bunch of dub episodes. And boy, did I freaking have a blast with that, man. Uh, I, I just, it, it was nostalgic. I remember at the time, my niece and nephew were a lot younger and we watched the ton of episodes together and they loved it as well but i'm just looking at it from the business side of things because it's going to be a digital release like is that going to be really the, the future more and more because we've seen like for example the author suishida of tokyo ghoul 
he recently, you know, went straight up digital. Like they put his stuff in the magazine for a little bit. Uh, then they discontinued the run and made it uh, digital only. What is it? What, what is it called again? I can't even remember. Is, do I, uh, what's the name of the new series? Chojin X. That's the name of the series. Uh, yeah, Chojin X. His, his new series is digital only. And he's a big author. He had a very successful series. So the fact that the author of Zatch Bell is looking to go digital as well. I'm curious, like, is it completely like an independent release, so to speak? I was just thinking musical terms like did he just go to E1 with this project or is he still contractually tied to the, the company I guess it would be what Kodansha if I'm not mistaken uh, I want to say maybe Kodansha does he have to run it through the company and split profits with them or how, how's that going to work because if he could just straight off cake off this or even just break them off let's just say like a 10% cut or some shit like that because of course they you know, publish the original work in their thing. Boy, would he get mad, bread because a lot of people are excited about Zatch Bell. I, I can't imagine this not getting an anime at some given point in the future, but I guess this is also one of the things that is happening. A newer trend in terms of, like, bringing stuff back, but not only bringing it back, in terms of doing sequels in the anime and manga world to classics, which, you know, anime and manga for a long time, they were like, you don't touch the classics, they're going to it, so that's also something to think about. Like, oh, you don't want it to... I mean, Zatch Bell wasn't, like, no masterpiece by any means, but it was pretty freaking awesome, so will it match up to that same love and, and and adoration that you have once you watch this new one time will tell either way again zatch bell 2 starting in march 2022 pretty much yeah starting this month might have already released its chapter okay next up this story right here i absolutely had to cover right because i'm always talking about the pulse of weekly shonen jump magazine what's going on what's what's happening we just seen it was just confirmed and announced and all of that stuff and we got the last chapter at that of dr stone Weekly Shonen Jump always changing, always, you know, making sure they try their best to thrive. Oftentimes, I question the, the decisions, especially when it comes to some newbies that are making waves. But nevertheless, Weekly Shonen Jump, I, I like to know what's good. So one of the things that I've been running around saying for the last, I don't know what it's been, like a year or so, maybe more than half a year. It's probably been a, about a year at, at this particular point of somewhere around there. Either way, I've been running around for quite some time now at this point saying, yo, when it comes to Weekly Shonen Jump, I know more or less that it's looking a little doom and gloom for the near future because... Because Jujutsu Kaisen is supposedly at a point of almost completion, not like 90%. I, I forget what it was. Was it halfway done? It was somewhere, you know, it, it was at a point of like, oh shit. So we have X amount of time left. We got a few years left. Uh, then I believe the author of Marshall had said they were halfway done. And, like, you know, there was another few series, like Dr. Stone, that just ended, actually. Now, My Hero Academia is supposedly ending by the end of the year. I was like, wow, you know, it's it's really doom and gloom. Especially considering, like, if even a newbie, like, Marshall is, quote-unquote, halfway done, what is Weekly Shonen Jump going to look like? However, apparently, one of these authors lied. One of these authors in this whole conversation deceived the people and said something that is inaccurate regarding the future of their series the future of their manga in terms of it ending because in particular this one had claimed that yo we were we, we were about to end it, it wasn't going to be that long of a run and a lot of us were shocked like yo how do you get in the magazine and this early in you're already talking about leaving but hey maybe that's the new wave but then again i think what happened was because things change a lot i think shonen jump has a 
a lot of influence on those type of situations and those decisions and why people say things like that. Also, it could be, you know, never know mental health and all sorts of other, you know, very important factors could be at play. But it could very well have been that it was like at the time, like Shonen Jump was maybe pushing like, yo, we, we want shorter stuff. We want shorter stuff. But then as things progressed, maybe the situation, the climate has slightly changed to where, wait a minute, we don't, we, we, we need you to keep going. We need you to keep going. You could be a flagship now. You could be a flagship now. Things change, things change. Like with My Hero Academia, the way like it is going full speed ahead, you know, it's, it's, Going to you know end probably by the end of this year as Horikoshi wants, but this series that I'm talking about and I'm referring to is Martial Magic and Muscles. The author Hajime Komoto, uh, he lied. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, again, I can't remember exactly how long ago, but it was quite some months ago that he had came out and said that the series was halfway done. And for me, I was shocked. I was like, how, Marshall? It just started. I just started collecting the volumes. What do you mean? With this weekly Shonen Jump, you're supposed to last a while, and especially considering Marshall is like next up. Like out of everything the Weekly Shonen Jump, I don't see anything else that is going to be next up before Marshall. Like it's the next one. That's probably why they didn't include it in the big Jump Festa situation in terms of like announcing an anime for it because let it get its own you know time to shine and whatnot. It's a newbie and it's and it's next up and Marshall. It's really really big. So again, to I say all that to say that you, you talk about ending is so quick. Like why? Like what what's happening? I think maybe the situation with My Hero Academia may might have changed things. A little bit maybe it was going to last longer now it's not something along the lines of that i don't know but the author nevertheless lied let's read what is said here by hajime komodo in marshall volume 10 afterward it seems hajime komodo is retracting from previous statements regarding the length of the series saying they apologized because when they said the series would be short they were lying in volume 7 komodo had stated the series was halfway done so that was about three volumes ago so that that probably was about like nine months to a year ago maybe right about yeah something along the lines of nine months to a year ago of when that was announced but yeah he basically says he lied and i don't think it was purposefully lying again i think that while maybe there's possibility that he doesn't want to keep doing this for a long time maybe he underestimated how much work it is i think he's now probably being put in a position of you should keep this going things is popular enough that you might be next up to be a flagship title like I could see Marshall taking the realm of like a one punch man, but in a weekly shonen jump fashion and being like one of those that is standing next to, dare I say it, Luffy, because one piece will still be there by the time Marshall has like three seasons of anime, which is sad and funny at the same time that it still will be there. And I'm saying that in terms of that one piece, it's just really long. Not that it's bad because one piece is amazing, but yeah, Hachime Komodo lied. I ain't gonna lie. I'm happy he lied. I'm happy he lied because yeah. Yeah, it is looking a little grim around here and I love me some weekly shonen jump manga I'm still going to keep reading them I'm still you know that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to be doing chapter reviews for the rest of my life that's something that maybe at some given point down the road and not maybe definitely at some given point down the road whether it be um, a short or or a distant time period uh, I'll be covering in terms of you know how much longer I see myself covering individual chapters like to do chapter reviews but again that's a, a side discussion in and of itself uh, but yeah um, how did I get to that conversation I guess I was saying all that to just say that things is looking a little grim and I love reading my manga and uh, yeah Masha I'm glad it's gonna stick around a lot longer than halfway it's gonna probably go for the distance because again it looks like things are rolling out as well that I'll talk about at another time uh, regarding Marshall gearing up to take off soon but 
Yeah, Hajime Komodo lied. Masha was going to go on a lot longer than we thought. Thank goodness. Masha's really freaking awesome. Okay, people, next up. It's been a little bit since I've done one of these because I know I was bombarding people with updates on, hey, Jujutsu Kaisen is doing, you know, it's 58th place of all time and all that jazz. So I cooled off for a little bit. It's been a few weeks, I want to say now, since I've done an update regarding the success of the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero film however now i come bearing a pretty significant update for the actual film and where it's at right now and also i want to announce because i believe i did miss out on the day that it was announced and, and wasn't able to bring you guys the news but ultimately in case you don't know jujutsu kaisen you can order or you can pre-order your tickets to go watch the movie in theaters now pre-orders are already open again i think it was during my recent hiatus that it was like hey you know the date started it was like february 25th if i'm not mistaken uh so yeah you can pre-order your tickets i got to do that before i miss out and i know my niece and nephew will be very very sad because they love going to the movies to watch anime films and i kind of really want to see this film you know what i'm saying but uh, let's read the news lads jujutsu kaisen zero overtakes the wind rises to be eighth highest grossing anime film in japan it's been a little while since we've checked in with how jujutsu kaisen zero is doing in japanese theaters but the popular film continues to be popular against a very weak japanese box office at the time of the year mantan web reported today that the prequel anime film exceeded 12.3 billion yen at the Japanese box office pushing it past Hayao Miyazaki's then last film The Wind Rises to be the 8th highest grossing anime film of all time in Japan as of Sunday March 6th Jujutsu Kaisen Zero's 73rd day in theaters the film has brought in more than 12.3 billion yen about 105.97 million dollars on the backs of 8.85 million tickets sold also it broke 100 million yen yay uh, not 100 million yen 100 million dollars excuse me yay i'm very very happy and i know i shouldn't be because i ain't making none of that money but i love to see um authors that really put in the time and dedication and work and you know make the the battle systems complex but make the stories really intriguing and all of that good stuff like the author of jujutsu kaisen win big like that and maybe they're not getting a you know crazy amount of that money because realistically what we heard with demon slayer you know the the author koyo harogo toge didn't make much money off of that film just the news of it broke 100 mil will help increase the word of the manga and manga sales do help bring the authors a lot of bread so yeah this makes the film the 23rd highest grossing film of all time in japan wow so it's almost top 20 highest grossing film of all time in japan that's crazy overtaking the wind rises and the live action remake of disney's aladdin that is crazy with the announcement of more theatrical gifts as well as staying on the top of the box office charts is likely that going into april jujutsu kaisen zero will continue doing well and will break into the top 20 of all time absolutely though jujutsu kaisen zero will need to do very well to reach weathering with use 14.19 billion yen 138 million dollars and overtake it on the all-time anime chart and i be honest with you again i just gotta praise it and say yeah that, that that's awesome and it deserves it because well first of all i read the source material and i'm sure i have no doubt in my mind it's going to be a great film i can't wait to watch it yeah with the u.s probably bringing in alone another 20 30 million or something like that add that in there and all the rest of the world i could see him making potentially to the 200 million mark when it's all said and then maybe 150 definitely uh and that's, that's freaking awesome it's again it's no demon slayer i get that demon slayer you know 500 million whatever I, where, where is demon slayer at now how much money did it make in total i forget but you know just it's not there but it's still very very successful especially it's a newer title it has 24 episodes of you know the anime that's it shout outs to mappa studios god bless those people working there okay people next up i come bearing some very sad 
news. Now, th this was a character from a series that is very, very important to me. Uh, a series that is very, very just high quality. Like, I really love the series. When I watched it, I'll never forget it. I was in, with tears in my eyes at the very last episode. And uh, it was mind-boggling to this day. A lot of people revere it as one of the greatest anime of all time. Code Geass. Uh, well, an actor from the series has passed away uh, that played a very prominent role. Let's just read because, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm real sad to hear it. Voice actor Norihiro Inoue passes away at 63 due to esophageal cancer. The agency and Kikaku reported on Monday that voice actor Norihiro Inoue passed away due to esophageal cancer on February 28th. He was 63. His relatives held a private funeral. Inoue acted first in live-action TV series, films, and stage productions before delving into voice acting and anime. He appeared in such works as the detective series Taiyo ni Horyo, the historical NHK Taiga dramas Tokugawa Yoshinobu, and Aoi Tokugawa Sandai and the film Sorobanzuku. He dubbed into Japanese Anthony Edwards' character Mark Green in ER and Dominic Keaton's character Malcolm in Star Trek Enterprises. His major debut role in anime was in 1998 as the voice of Taichi Hiraga Keaton on the Master Keaton anime. He voiced Atlas in the Metropolis anime film in 2001. Wow. Uh, in the 2003 Gunslinger Girl anime, he voiced Angelica's handler Marco. He voiced the teacher Takamichi T. Takahata and Nagima question mark how does that it's just Nagima <laughs> anime in 2006 also in that year he voiced what would perhaps be his most iconic voice acting role outside Japan Schneisel L Britannia the one that I really uh, got familiar with him with uh, in Code Geass the half-brother of protagonist Lelouch and one of the story's most persistent antagonists and wow it's I don't know maybe it's uh that is hitting me just in many different ways because um not that i'm familiar with this person obviously on a, on a you know personal level just you know their performance was great and uh yeah just seeing you know people passing away and stuff i guess with stuff i've had recently happened in my personal life i don't know just one just hit a little bit different rest in peace to uh this gentleman rp and condolences um you know prayers and condolences to his family uh yeah let's move on i don't want to start bawling out my eyes uh yeah let's lighten things up with the latest weekly shonen magazine author comments uh i believe these are the first ones that is actually post fire force because fire force is over so no more fire force ones uh from atsushi okubo that's a real bummer but maybe we'll pick some up along the way maybe some other series will blow up and we'll talk about it and all that good stuff but here we have let's start off with ken wakui i'd like to thank my readers for all the valentine's chocolates uh uh, yo, y'all was throwing them, huh? Y'all wanted Mikey to get them chocolates, huh? Why does these these feel so old? He's talking about Valentine's Day, but maybe he just got them in the mail. Yeah, there we go. Uh, then we go to Nakaba Suzuki, author of Four Nights of the Apocalypse and of course Seven Deadly Sins. My editor got me vintage alcohol as a birthday present. Thanks so much. Yo, am I bugging? Like, write in the comments if you watch this because I'm not sure how many people are still watching the weekly Shonen Magazine um, author comment segment or whatnot, but am I bugging or has there been so many times that this guy has talked about alcohol and I just see, you know, the dots align that this guy drinks a lot and it's just a worrisome thing. You know, this guy, uh, he's a manga cut that, that that's very taxing on your, on your health and if he's constantly drinking, that's just something to worry about. I care about people. You know what I'm saying? So... 
uh, yeah, shout-outs to Nakama Suzuki. Awesome. And, and, you know, just sending positive vibes to that, man. Uh, then let's go. I want to cover, let's do Munayuki Kaneshiro, uh, author of Blue Lock. While I wasn't working because I didn't feel like it, I caught Arceus. I have no idea what's Arceus. It kind of sounds like, what, is that the disease that they have over there in, uh, the World's End Harem? No, <laughs> no oh, forgive me. I'm not sure if that's like a laughing matter or not, but shout outs to Munayuki Kaneshiro. And, uh, yeah, hey, I'm glad he got to slack off. It's not often you hear a manga being able to say, I wasn't working because I didn't feel like it. Like, we had a new era, huh? New, new era of manga. They, they, they going real, uh, with that drill music. That's what it is. They listen to that drill music and it's making them bug out. Like, <laughs> uh, then we got Hiromashimo, author of Eden Zero, Fairy Tale, Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest, um, Raid Master. It's been 100 days since I started learning English. It is only now that I realize I have no knack for this kind of thing. You have a knack for doing this. Like, dog, now you're, you're, now you're learning another language. And it, yeah, in 100 days, maybe it's hard because I've heard that English is a very difficult language to learn or whatnot, or it might be the most difficult. I'm not sure from what people have said, but either way, a hundred days since I started learning English, and it's only now I realize that no, you, you, you bugging Hiromashima. No, I mean, the fact that you're even trying just shows how much of a goat you are. Like, give it up for Hiromashima. Somebody play a clapping effect right here, please. Play it. Boom. And let's wrap things up with an author comment from Yoshitoki Oima from To Your Eternity. Uh, no. No thoughts, just Encanto. I feel like he said that before. I swear to God, I feel like he said that before. Am I rereading the same one? Well, what's going on here? And yeah, people, those were the Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. As always, always a treat. Okay, people, last but certainly not least, One Piece. There's a new little update here. Obviously, you know, it's been a little bit, not necessarily quiet because there's been a lot of things going on, actually. It's been very loud for One Piece. And I think about it, maybe there's just been a little bit of animosity, which I might cover on another video. If you're watching this right now, let me know if you want to hear me talk about just the animosity that I've seen lately in the One Piece fandom in general especially with the manga community uh but yeah uh, there, there's a cool announcement here um about a new project about a one piece card game it says here announcing the one piece card game from bandai get ready for the japan release in july 2022 and a worldwide english release later in 2022 it just got links to it and it shows this image of i remember this image of luffy that's a you know post time skip new world i believe like it was probably released around the time in the anime they got to like shabundi or something like that if i'm not mistaken uh, somewhere around there either way or maybe that was when he fought hody jones either way uh i remember that image being on like the new york times i remember that was like a really big deal they did like an article on it and stuff like that about how one piece is just a great story in general and shout outs to that author whoever did that article if you're watching this right now that was goat shit you're a freaking goat i would love to have you on the show sometimes i always throw a little invite out there anybody take it uh if you're the uh author of that and you can prove it to me the author of that uh, new york times article uh that was about the you know one piece and how it's like discovering stories in new lands or something like that please reach out to me in my email let's talk some one piece i would love to know what encouraged you to write that article that piece was amazing or if anybody want to reach out to that author please do as well uh let them know i want to i want to talk but yeah getting back to this uh leader monkey d luffy straw hat crew captain and it's just a cool card i gotta lie it's not the greatest art in the world luffy itself looks cool but i've seen this before and uh yeah i wonder how this is gonna last i've heard that there's been some one piece card games in the past that hasn't flown over 
too well and were abandoned fairly quickly. So that's something that gets me skeptical. But it would be dope to see a One Piece card game floating around. I definitely know that there's going to be quite a few people. Like, I know the One Piece community in general. Like, I could totally see somebody like uh, my homie Rogers Base. Shout out to Rogers Base. I could see Rogers Base doing like a whole big freaking five hour, eight hour stream or some shit playing the One Piece card game or collecting it or opening up packs or some shit like that. Like, dude, we'll probably, I, I'd probably even do that. Should we get Rogers Base over here on the channel and we'll open up One Piece packs together of these card games? Why not? That'd be awesome. But yeah, I could definitely see that. And yeah, just um, really cool to see that One Piece continues to expand. I love that they still to this day have not given up on expanding the IP of One Piece in the West. And also, that's really dope that it's coming worldwide as well. Right in a really cool timing that One Piece is added to Toonami. Ha ha ha. I always say that Toonami does help. I don't care what anyone says. In terms of merchandising over here in the West, it does. Just, again, I'm trailing off. Shoutouts to One Piece. Let's see what this One Piece card game do. I'm not against it or for it. it it's cool that it exists. Why not? The Weekly Shonen Jump author comments. And I want to read quite a few of them because Dr. Stone, the big manga Dr. Stone just ended. And majority of authors in Jump are talking about it. So I think it'd be dope to just kind of cover majority of them. Maybe not all of them, but a good majority of Jump authors this week. So we got Kenta Shinohara from Witch Watch. Dr. Stone inspired so many kids. So with the greatest respect, I say congratulations. Again, that's Witch Watch, Kenta, Shinohara. Then we got the author of Dr. Stone, Richiro Inagaki, the one that does the story. Exactly five years. Thank you so much for the support. It's continuing just a little longer. Yeah, because there's that extra chapter that's coming out soon. Then we got Boichi, the artist of Dr. Stone. Dr. Stone will always continue in my heart, and I would like to do a new project in Jump. So Boichi is already, like, leaving that door open, like, yo, dog, I'm still willing to draw, like, y'all need anything, y'all want anything, like, yo, imagine, again, the, the level of, of detail and art quality that Boichi brought with Dr. Stone. Imagine that in a full-blown battle series, and I know he did one before, Sun Can Rock. Now, imagine something like that, though, in Weekly Shonen and jump blowing up that art alone will attract a lot of readers for like a big battle series one of the things that stopped dr stone from really getting into conversation was the fact that it wasn't necessarily a battle series it was more based on like science and all that jazz although maybe there is a little more action lately i don't know i'm not caught up or anything like that but yeah um yeah just shout outs to richiro inagaki and boichi i can't wait to see more boichi and jump hopefully soon uh then we got undead unluck yoshifumi tozuka i learned so much about manga from reading dr stone every week it really got me excited uh we got earth child hideo shinkai i'm listening to the chrono cross soundtrack right now i enjoyed playing scars of time with my recorder flute so uh the author of earth child doesn't care <laughs> and, uh, uh, then we got Ichiro oda creator of one piece this one was like wow because he didn't address it either he just says nobuyuki sakuma's abilities to come up with ideas for his youtube channel is amazing getting into arguments in this era gotta watch yeah again no mention of Dr. Stone. Jujutsu Kaisen, Gagakutami. I was overwhelmed by the passion every week. Inagaki Sensei, Boichi Sensei, congratulations. Yo, shout outs to Gagakutami. You see, Gagakutami in tune. We got My Hero Academia, Kohei Horikoshi. Constantly in a state of being excited. Thank you so much, Inagaki Sensei and Boichi Sensei. Mia Roboko, Shuhei Miyazaki. Inagaki Sensei, Boichi Sensei, thank you so much for an Iriously Say Awesome Yay manga. Uh, then we got. Let's see. Let's just skip down to people that talk about Dr. Stone. We got Sakamoto Days' author, Yuto Suzuki. I enjoyed Dr. Stone every week when I was still a student. Thank you so much for all these years. It's 
I can't even believe it's over, man. I'm reading all the comments about people saying it's over. Uh, Koji Mira, author of Blue Box. Congratulations on the conclusion of Dr. Stone. With such dense art and story, you deserve a wonderful break. Definitely. Please take a break, Boichi, especially if you're coming back to jump to do art. Take a break. We got High School Family, Kokosei Kazoku uh, by Ryo Nakama. Dr. Stone's conclusion, Inagaki-sensei, Boichi-sensei, congrats on five years of amazing manga. Elusive Samurai, Yusei Matsui, also the author of Assassination Classroom. Congratulations to Inagaki-sensei and Boichi-sensei, the skill of veterans who can land their shots. Hats off. Then we got Hajime Komodo, which I usually cover him, and he's not talking about Dr. Stone, but let's just read. The ratio of the size difference between a human and the earth is similar to the difference between a virus and a human. So interesting. Huh, I wonder what he's trying to say there. Is like earth a virus? Hey, imagine. Uh, then we got Black Clover, Yuki Tabata. I was blown away each week by the story and art of Dr. Stone. Congratulations. We got Ayakashi Triangles author, Kentaro Yabuki. I consider it one of the greatest shonen manga series. Inagaki-sensei, Boichi-sensei. Congratulations. Wow, to say it's one of the greatest shonen manga series, that's very, very big. Then we got the authors of Doran Doran and Ayakashi Shimon, neither one of them is about Dr. Stone, and Aya Shimon in particular, I like to cover a lot, says, I spent a good hour trying to come up with what a good author comment would entail. No answer on that today. Oh, stop. Like, is that going to be the running joke now? Okay, we, we, we get it. And yeah, people, for the most part, that was the Shonen Jump author comments. A big goodbye for the one time to Dr. Stone. Again, we still had a few things to look forward to. We got the extra chapter, we got the anime special coming this summer, and then we got the season three, which probably is going to be the finale, I'd imagine. Maybe it's going to be a little bit longer than uh, initially it was intended. But we have the big season three thing happening next year as well. So there's still a little more Dr. Stone. But in terms of me covering stuff about the manga or hiatuses with the manga or anything like that, um, for never news, Dr. Stone is pretty much wrapped up in terms of manga stuff. But we still got a ton of stuff with the anime and the IP, I'm sure, is not done. It ran for five freaking years. You know what I'm saying? It had two pretty successful seasons of the anime, sold millions of books so shout outs to dr stone i'll probably put it in the thumbnail as well now that i think about it because yeah this whole segment was about dr stone but shout outs to boichi and inagaki uh i look forward to you guys' return okay people next up i found this to be a little bit hilarious i don't know how many people remember this series but it made a little bit of a splash quite a few years ago it was called prison school now, i remember when the anime came out everybody was like oh my god because it was very etchy very fan service very you know that that caliente spicy type of material i remember i had seen like the first couple episodes of the anime i did like a first impression and did i buy any of the manga no i don't think i ever bought any of the manga but like yo i really i, I was i with it i didn't really follow up with it i'll be honest with you just because i felt like that's really all that it was trying to deliver like it had a couple of extra funny things and the characters were okay from what i saw in the beginning but i really wasn't that interested but it did again have a bit of notoriety and a lot of people were really digging it and now apparently the creator of prison school has a new work it says here new school rom-com manga series futari switch by prison school creator akira hiramoto is on the cover of upcoming monthly shonen magazine issue four uh, for 2022 so it'll probably be out this month if it's not out already and so it's a school rom-com which is funny because it was called prison school and it's another school rom-com so we'll see what it does um i'm not expecting much i just know that again a lot of people really love the prison school and if this author is coming with another school style and a rom-com maybe it might be something worth noting worth checking out again i don't see myself rushing to like oh i need futari switch also what does the futari switch it 
also sounds like this could go very, very raunchy and very wild. So we'll keep it on the side for now. But yeah, the author of Prison School has a new series coming out, which I thought Prison School was still going. I, I just completely, I ain't gonna lie, I kind of blocked out its existence. I was like, wait a minute, it's over? Like, what's going on? I probably even had covered it at some point years ago that it ended. But yeah, apparently ended a while ago or it ended. And uh, the author is coming with a new one, if you're interested. And I don't know, I wasn't the biggest Prison School fan. Maybe you are. You watching right here. Maybe you love Prison School. <laughs> okay, people, next up. It's not anime manga related, it's nerd culture, and I wanted to talk about it because we've been covering it last few episodes of Forever News regarding the story of what's the future holding with Futurama, in particular with Bender's character performed by John DiMaggio because there was a lot of hoopla coming regarding the big revival because in case you don't know, Futurama is returning for 20 new episodes. It's going to be, I believe, a Hulu exclusive, if I'm not mistaken, on top of the fact that Futurama is uh, in syndication returning to uh, I believe it's Adult Swim, if I'm not mistaken, so that's dope too. But nevertheless, Futurama was returning with 20 episodes. However, there was a lot of word circulating that apparently John DiMaggio, the voice actor behind one of the main characters, Bender, uh, was not signed on to return yet. There was a lot of back and forth. Honestly, it just felt like... Uh, contract negotiations, you know, using the public, which is wild, but using the public outrage and opinion, I'm sure it helped John DiMaggio to get to where he's at right now because the big, really good news is that John DiMaggio is returning for Bender. And I'm really happy because I ain't gonna lie, I was looking at that Futurama thing as dead on arrival if you don't have John DiMaggio Bender in there, period. Like, I was just like... It's not going to be Futurama, but okay, but apparently he's returning. Let's read. Futurama star John DiMaggio joins Hulu Revival. I'm back, baby. Futurama voice actor John DiMaggio has officially signed on to the Hulu Revival of the beloved animated sci-fi comedy series, bringing the long and bitter saga known as Bendergate to a close. I'm back, baby. So damn grateful for the love and support of fans and colleagues alike during this whole time, especially my wife, Kate, and I cannot wait to get back to work with my Futurama family, DiMaggio said in a statement. Hashtag Vendergate is officially over so put it on the back of a shelf behind X-Men's decorations or maybe in that kitchen drawer with all that other crap you put in there like old unusable crazy glue or maybe even put in a jar you have. What? Okay, uh yeah. Whatever floats your boat, I don't care you get the picture. I'm back baby. Bite my shiny metal ass. Uh yeah, I'm sure he celebrated really because I'm sure the contract negotiations went exactly according to plan. So he will be back with a lot of money. Now, uh, legit Legitimately, this is how a lot of these things go. It's just probably they really weren't trying to budge. They were probably going to push things along. And once it got out that John DiMaggio wasn't returning, then they were like, shit, the the, the public is going to make this an issue, right? We're going to have to give it. No! Because they know, again, realistically, like Futurama without Bender, it's, you know, saying when you start subtracting cast members, the success of something can go down dramatically. Of course, there's those anomalies and exceptions that can you know, break the rules and become, but for the most part, subtracting members of a group isn't going to lead to more success unless like people really hated that character or that, that person or whatever, and people love Bender. So yeah, shout out to John DiMaggio getting that bag. And uh, Futurama fans, you can look forward to 20 new episodes with Bender included of Futurama coming soon to Hulu. I'm just glad I didn't have to come in here and and have a rant like oh my god they killed off bender oh my god bender is being played by like you know what i'm saying like that that, that they just did it all dirty and like it's not futurama no more or something like that because replacing a voice on a prominent series like that like i have a lot of fond memories uh, as a child especially being on adult swim as a child being on adult swim but i have a lot of memories of you know staying up late watching futurama and stuff like that and i i, I just can't imagine bender's voice john dimaggio is iconic bye 
bite my shiny metal ass. Ooh, yeah. Come on, baby. Ooh. Shout out to John DiMaggio, he got the bag, everything went good. All according to plan, eh? You, you should try for Aizen uh, when Bleach returns, just saying. No, Kale Bear be like, yo, dog! Okay, people, next up, a story regarding Boruto Naruto Next Generation's anime. In particular, a little bit of confusion that I did want to clear up, because right now, due to a episode title for the future, I want to say within like the next few episodes or so, uh, episode title was revealed, and it, it caused a lot of chaos because the kanji that was used and basically the name of it is similar to a recent chapter of the boruto manga however we're way too close and that would be regardless way too close for the boruto manga to you know what i'm saying be being adapted into anime if it just came out a few weeks ago how would it be possible for them to do a proper job of adapting it just it can't happen it, it won't it's not going to so ultimately one of those things has a lot of people confused like what's going on here a lot of people are even theorizing could it be the end of the anime could that be the reason because well let, let's take a look and shout out to Organic Dinosaur for providing the episode title. Uh, the translations, it says there, Boruto anime episode number 244 will be titled, quote-unquote, Rift, and that'll be broadcast on April 10th, according to the listing published in Anime Age magazine. It's the same kanji used in the title for manga chapter 67, which was just released last month. However, there was no preview summary available. And again, a lot of people are going all over the place. For starters, there's people getting their hopes up. There's people saying, oh yes, we're getting more manga content. No, at best, we might get, you know, some manga content from way back before, you know, all the events that just recently transpired in the latest arc of the manga. You might get, you know, the startings of this arc, possibly, but even then, that's not going to happen because we're still way too close. And on top of that, maybe it could have happened if things were kind of a little bit different in terms of like maybe if the manga would have already went into time skip and there's going to be branding changes and they were going to do a whole bunch of anime original episodes for like a year or two, then maybe maybe possibly they would have rushed to that point but again I, I wouldn't get my hopes up at all and I guess a, a bunch of people also are looking at it like yo that's a month away oh my god if there's a month maybe that could be it maybe they're, they're wrapping it up or maybe the anime's returning to canon none of that is happening it's probably just a coincidence maybe somebody was inspired you know one of the production crew committees that was writing this thing was like oh yo that was a really dope you know title I really want to use it it kind of describes what's happening in this episode because as it stands right now we're still in anime original stuff which I keep it a buck with you I have not been keeping up and I just I, I gotta keep it real I have not been keeping up with Boruto anime for a little bit now I've kind of fallen behind you guys let me know if it's worth it from everything I've seen including people that are prominent in the Boruto uh YouTube community it sounds like hell it sounds like it's right now not good to watch boruto and eventually it will get because there's been like in the manga recently for example some crazy shit going on so eventually it'll get back to its former glory but as it stands right now man after a year like 2021 though i guess what can you really expect especially going from the greatest year of the boruto anime to a year of or at the very least the last few months of anime original filler like or not filler you know anime canon whatever oh god i hate the semantics of that shit but yeah people i just want to put this at bay that unless I'm seriously off the mark, which I highly doubt, episode 244 entitled Rift coming out April 10th is not going to be manga content. It'll be anime original. It just has a similar kanji and similar title. I just 
don't see it happening unless they're gonna just skip and change shit and the anime is gonna go a whole different direction than the manga. I mean, that's possible too. Okay, people, next up, a quick story regarding the editor of Chainsaw Man. Now, he is very successful and honestly, one of the things to look out for in case you are wanting to see like, yo, what's possibly gonna pop or what's possibly good? You know what I'm saying? Fuck, fuck the popularity shit. What is possibly something that I can enjoy? This editor, Shuhei Lin, is involved with a lot of really good stuff. I believe he was involved, if I'm not mistaken, the quote me on this with Hell's Paradise or Aya Shimon. I know for sure he's responsible uh, for Chainsaw Man. He's been involved with Spy X Family, Spy Family. Like, this dude is great. This dude is amazing. And, you know, just kind of always makes me wonder, well, what's bubbling up in that little studio and that little sphere that he's concocting and creating right now over there at Jump Plus? Because he is, I don't want to say single-handedly, obviously, but he is definitely a major pillar in making Shonen Jump Plus what it is becoming right now with titles like, again, Chainsaw Man 2 coming to there. We had, of course, Fire Punch at one given point. Uh, you know, Spy X Family. Like, he is, he's making waves. And apparently, according to this, it says here that Shihei Lin is recruiting assistance for a new serialization by Rikimaru Hodono titled Of Uchuno Tamogo and is scheduled to be published as Shonen Jump Plus's app. So he's looking for more assistance, which again just probably means that. Because, like, I would imagine if you're knee-deep in editing Chainsaw Man, if you're knee-deep in there, you know what I'm saying, you would probably be a little bit too busy to be like, hey, well, we're recruiting assistance for this other manga. I mean, I guess it's technically his job, and hey, if he can get it done, if he's a hustler like that, then by all means. But ultimately, I would expect him to just be a little bit more busy directing and helping guide Tatsuki Fujimoto with the next one, although I'd imagine that Tatsuki Fujimoto has a lot of freedom and liberties to do what he pleases, considering he just made, you know, something huge that, you know, everybody is in anticipating that anime arrival my god where is that anime like i know i know i know but it's starting to get ridiculous it, it's been ridiculous okay the manga ended what was it 2020 like december 2020 we're march 2022 Let's get the continuation. Let's get something. 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 Come on. Okay, people. And last story of the episode. Massive update for a very, very beloved Isekai series. Some, you know, branded as the, the father of Isekai as a genre or whatnot. But Mushoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation Season 2 has been confirmed. It says here, Mushoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation is getting a second season. Mushoku Tensei is officially getting a new season. After its first season went live last year, the Isekai hit is ready to tackle new adventures with help from some all new episodes. Earlier today, the team behind Mushoku Tensei announced a new season has been ordered and that will mark the beginning of the show's road to glory. The update went live on Mushoku Tensei's official Twitter page earlier today. It was there fans were informed season 2 is happening, but that is about all we know so far. There is no tentative release window available for season 2 just yet, but fans are hoping it will arrive by early 2023. Of course, this is not the only thing keeping Mushoku Tensei fans on edge. Not long ago, it was confirmed that a special OVA was in the works for season one. The show's crew revealed an unaired episode from season one would be added to its Blu-ray bundle as a special feature as well. This big special will debut in Japan in just a couple of weeks. So it seems Mushoku Tensei is reveling in all of the headlines these days. And that's really dope to hear. <laughs> Mushoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation was a great first season of, a, of an anime. I, I really enjoy well from the most part that i've seen i haven't finished yet okay I, I i know i know but i really enjoyed it and yeah second season let's go i know a lot of people there's such a huge fan base for this show uh get excited season two 
confirmed. Again, probably 2023, I'd imagine. Why not? The top 50 best-selling manga of the week. Now, I want to say we didn't do these last week, if I'm not mistaken, because right around the time I was going to do them, um, my hiatus happened, so I didn't get a chance to, if I'm not mistaken, go over the last week's one. So we got these, though, or maybe we did. I don't know, but it feels like it's been forever. Anyway, uh, so coming in from 50 through 41, we got at 50, Okiraku Ryoshu no to Yo, lately they've been going wild with some of the names, dog. I don't know if it's the translators that are doing this, and that's why the names are so, like, ridiculous. Like, yo, just, can you give us the romanization, or, not the romanization, you know, just like, is it the romanization? Give us the, the, the English word for it, please. It's, it's so difficult. Uh, number 49, some of them, not all of them. 49, Megumi no Daigo Kyuko. Goku no Orange at uh, 49 with 15,000. Feels like volume sales uh, as of late have been a lot lower than they were the last couple years. It's weird to me because like I remember even packing out the top 50, it would be a lot higher than what it is now. Interesting. Maybe New Year, less fans because different anime aren't airing right now or maybe because it's early in the year. We'll see things pick up later. Uh, but then we got a, a ton of Jujutsu Kaisen. There's like one mystery tall Nakari uh, with 15,000 but then everything else is again Jujutsu Kaisen all the way to 41 then we got volumes 40 through 31 again another Jujutsu Kaisen at 40 but then we got at 39 the maid I recently hired is mysterious volume 5 I wonder what the heck that is it's a shonen comedy it I mean it's a maid and probably funny but um <clears throat> with 16.594 thousand copies fifth volume what what is what publisher is that uh Square Enix okay that's not bad for it. Square Enix uh early manga in there okay uh then moving up anything significant in here boom let's go to 32 uh kimetsu gakuen aka the chibi gag spinoff series of demon slayer uh this week it did another 17.9 thousand bringing its total 122,892 wow again I gotta keep in mind, people, this is a chibi spinoff. Like, this is, you know, the Rock Lee and his Ninja Pals type of shit. To be doing these numbers, pretty freaking awesome. And, you know, that's all due to the IP. It's not that people are like, oh my god, I need more. That's the greatest comedy in the world. It's that we need more Demon Slayer because that second season, the Entertainment District arc was so freaking good. Oh my god. Okay, I don't want to fanboy too much, but yeah. Uh, Kimetsu Gaku. Well, I'm not fanboying over Kimetsu Gaku. Let's be clear here. Uh, then we got places 30 through 21. What's this? Interesting. Hell Doctor. Kurare no Kagaku wa Subete wo Kaiketsu Suru. Okay, volume 8 of that. I don't know, the art caught my interest with 18.5 this week. Okay, uh, then we got Tokyo Revengers. Boom! Volume 25. I believe that's the latest volume, if I'm not mistaken. Finally breaking the one... Oh, no, no. Okay, it did it last week, the one that we didn't cover. Ironic, huh? Uh, but yeah, it broke the 1 million copy mark for Tokyo Revengers Volume 25, and I believe the next volume is already up and uh, coming, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so that's still there. Uh, Bakemonogatari. Why does that look so realistic? Is that actually manga? Holy shit. Some of these manga, they, they're not for play play when it comes to the art. Uh, then we got uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Volume 0 at 23 with another 21,000. 2.9. Will it break 3 million before it leaves the top 50? I don't know. Uh, that's still, you know, 100,000. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it will. I'm almost certain. Before it leaves the top 50, unless it has a dramatic drop. 
Uh, I see it hitting three million, absolutely. Uh, and then closing this. Oh, wait, what's that? Two Aru Kagaku no railgun. Another railgun series. How many railgun series are they gonna make? Certain scientific railgun. The time I got bitten by a scientific railgun and turned into a moose. Like, what, what, what? How many more? No, no disrespect to them. If you enjoy them, you enjoy them. That's great. I'm just saying there's a lot. And then closing it out with, at 21 with Jujutsu Kaisen Volume 17 doing 22. 0.810 bring this total to 2.1 million what a, what a what a smash hit right uh, then we got places 20 through 11 at 20 kubo sang waboku mobu wo yuru sanai people are probably listening it's like what and oh my god why did i even read that one okay no that just looks a little bit not up my alley we're gonna keep going over this okay fruits basket another volume four this is i believe that spinoff doing 25,000 this week so 52,010 days that's pretty good Especially it's a spin-off series from an IP that's been around forever. That's actually great now that I think about it. Uh, then moving up, what's this? It looks like Double Dragons, but with like, dude has a suit on. <laughs> I've been on a Double Dragon mention lately the last couple of years. Uh, Isekai no Shuryaku wa ware ware da. Yeah, we need these English, like better translations. And, like I need to know what, what this is. What am I saying? Coffee and Vanilla Volume 19 at 14 with 34,000. Police in a pod. Hey, like that sounds like a podcast about police. Yo, yo, they they need it. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sure they gotta be some like maybe ex police officers that have a podcast or some shit. That'd be interesting to listen to just to see what their mindset is like. The mindset of twelve. You know what I'm saying? Like imagine doing a documentary like that. Yo, Netflix, I got you. I'm gonna bring it to you. The the mind of of, of the police officer. No. Never mind. I'm, I'm not trying to. Yeah, let's move on. I'm, I'm trying to be funny, and I'm and I'm not doing a good job of it. Then we got places ten through one. Oh wow, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But okay, uh, ten Isekai Oji-san, volume seven, forty-three thousand. Okay, My Hero Academia dropping a little bit. Volume thirty-three at number nine this week with forty-four thousand, doing a total of six hundred sixty-three thousand. Okay, yeah, it's still doing very very strong numbers. Very strong numbers for a manga that uh, looking like it's ending this year. Or at the very least, the beginning of next year. Uh, then let's see. Let's keep going. Oshinoko Volume 7, 57,000. Okay, so yeah, they're definitely giving the super Japanese names because uh, that's like Toilet Bound Hanako-kun. Why is it Jibaku Shonen Hanako? Okay, so they purposely, the translator, um, hey, if that's your preference, do your thing. But, oh God, it's it's a pain to really go through. But maybe you feel like that's more accurate or uh, you don't know for some series what to do. So you just decided to make it across the board. But it's annoying, I'll tell you the truth. Number four, Giant Killing. What is that? Volume 60. This looks like a really older series. 66,000. Wow, yeah. What, what the hell? This must be something like maybe a continuation from a very old manga interesting uh then at number two kingdom volume 64 140 also oh, put out a new volume last week 496 thousand total copies in 10 days with 140 is that eight 148 thousand this week oh my god hats off to kingdom because it did it i'll always say without an anime because nobody ever cared about the anime like that and then number one which i didn't realize upon filming uh that it was already out tokyo avengers volume 26 what came out last week and in 11 days it has a 704,000 copy total would again bring in 182,000. so yeah that's crazy man look at that you know tokyo Avengers number one two weeks in a row I'd imagine right yeah of course it 
I'm pretty sure beat out Kingdom last week as well, so that's kind of crazy. Uh, very interesting top 50 best-selling manga this week. I want to say we should be having new jump volumes dropping pretty freaking soon. Well, how many days? My Hero been there for 24 years, so maybe next week we should be getting new volumes or the week after that. Uh, so we'll see how those fare, or maybe they're going to be added soon. I don't know. Either way, dope stuff. Um, I'm, I'm mad I missed out on the launch of Tokyo Avengers Volume 26. It would have been dope to get the reaction of like, oh, the newest volume still going strong. Strong, but it's still going strong so yeah okay people next story this story in particular was some uh, of, a, of a story that i was like yo dog i'm probably gonna specialize this episode around this story so like i might go full-on mop a thumbnail like you know every anime that's shown in the thumbnail was going to be mappa related somehow because this story kind of blew me away because y'all know it's been a lot of controversy a lot of it surrounding mappa studios if you don't know about mappa studios they're the people that they've done uh the latest season of attack on titan the final season part one and two they're responsible for jujutsu kaisen they're currently working on chainsaw man uh they did dororororo like they've done a lot of really significantly high quality stuff they got the jujutsu kaisen film out in theaters in japan and it's ripping it up it's pretty much like one of the top two studios in anime right now. It, there's only two. There's Ufotable and MAPPA. And then everything was like, oh, yeah, well, maybe Bones will get it. You know, cool whip. But really, everybody's just like mentioning Ufotable and MAPPA. And Ufotable is really only for one anime, for Demon Slayer. And MAPPA is for every anime. <laughs> it's, it's wild. Maybe Ufotable and MAPPA should uh, share the workload. That, that'd be interesting to see. Although MAPPA does pretty well considering. But with this news in particular, uh, it's even crazier, right? Because it's starting to look like mappa is becoming like I, I don't know the conglomerate monopoly of the anime industry um, in a lot of ways and, it, and it's almost becoming problematic after some point right because like I, first of all like I enjoy and appreciate the different styles that the different anime from different studios have like uh, you know you're gonna get a different experience from like a Ghibli anime opposed to Studio Wit anime right they're gonna be stylistically different and just in general they're gonna come across in a different fashion or whatnot so everything going to mappa already feels problematic then you got other issues in the anime industry there's not just the one another one being the fact of cgi y'all know cgi is really starting to bubble up in the west we got stuff like arcane that is really promoting the agenda so to speak of like yo cg 3d can be great and then over here in japan they're starting to launch their biggest effort yet with dragon ball super's newest film uh the dragon ball super superhero which terrible name and uh 3d cg as well so that they're pushing the agenda over there in japan with 3d cg uh and in particular now it looks like wow because MAPPA Studio, which this could just be more of to make effective of what they've done. So there's that. Because one of the things that I do have to applaud is the fact that studios like MAPPA are trying their best to integrate CG into their anime without disturbing the 2D experience. And that's something that is like, okay, if you can save budget somehow, if that helps to make things easier for whatever it is, and you're blending it into the point where it's barely noticeable or not noticeable at all, go for it. You're not taking me out of the experience. And, and if you can nail it, so be it. So you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not I'm not completely against CG and certain studios can do it, but it's still nevertheless a problematic situation because ultimately it seems like the end goal is full on CG. And, and I don't know how that would work. Again, the blend between 2D and CG seems like it's starting to just allow for the eye, for the human eye to be trained to kind of accept almost 3D in the same format you accepted 2D your whole life. And then on top of that, for younger kids, that'll be 
watching, they'll be looking at it like, oh, this is cool. And they won't have a problem really with 3D as much because now it's been you know, in, within the confines of their mainstream entertainment. And I say all that to say that MAPA Studios is uh, establishing a new studio specializing in CGI. Well, let's read the article and we'll, we'll dive more in because obviously I have a lot to say here. It says, MAPA establishes new studio specializing in CG in Osaka. Animation studio MAPA announced on Tuesday that it has established a new studio in Osaka that will specialize in CGI work, specifically 3D CG, background art, photography, finishing, editing, and design. The company established the studio in Osaka so that creators and students who live in the Kansai region who do not wish to leave their hometowns can still work in the anime industry. Remember, we did talk about that they created a new studio. I did not realize that it was specifically to handle 3D CG, but that also is very interesting timing considering we have the Chainsaw Man anime that we know is going to, unfortunately, have to use... That, that type of effect because I mean for crying out loud the guy has a moving chainsaw and he's the main character and I meant moving chainsaw for a head yeah the company is recruiting staff for the new studio now Maso Maruyama founded MAPPA in June 2011 and Manabu Otsuka is the company's CEO the company currently has around 250 employees 250 employees ay dios mio Santa Maria, Madre de Dios. And has studios in Tokyo and Sendai. MAPPA has studios in Tokyo and Sendai. MAPPA has produced such anime as Kids on the Slope, In This Corner of the World, Yuri on Ice, Jujutsu Kaisen, and Attack on Titan, the final season, and more. Trust me. And yeah, it just seems very bold. It seems like it's starting to come to a point where it's like, damn, okay, so if MAPPA keeps on taking all the work, we got stuff like, you know, some of the bigger ones out there, like Wit Studio is struggling, even though they're doing an amazing, phenomenal job with series like Ranking of Kings. Ranking of Kings is so freaking amazing. Go watch Ranking of Kings. Go support uh, Wit Studio whatnot. But like you got big giants like Wit Studio going down. Madhouse, they're crickets at this particular point. I guess Studio Bones is getting their bread because you know they're doing these movies but my hero academia anime is giving them a bad reputation out here like where are we going call studio arms to put down some of the etchy and come over here like yeah it's little by little becoming the mappa studio show and the god ufotable it's like god comes down every now and then blesses the table with some demon slayer and then the king comes through and it's like all right now now it's time for everything else here you go here's some attack on time final season it's an interesting thing to say the least in terms of mappa studios and now that they push the CGI agenda. I keep on telling people, and people are like, oh, you fear monitoring. Oh, it's not that serious. Oh, it's not that bad. Now, I guess the it's not that bad is people that have already accepted or appreciate or enjoy or don't necessarily mind the 3D CG aspects to anime. And those people are, I guess, in a different category. But for people that understand the impact and where things are going, if MAPPA Studio, this new studio that I thought was just like, hey, we need more traditional animation, you know, done over here. We were tired of freelancing all over Twitter and shit like that. Let's produce more. No, it's, hey, let's add more of this big problematic aspect uh, that is plaguing the industry that is going to take over at some given point. 3D CG. So keep on. FNAF is fear-mongering. He doesn't know any... Uh, arguably one of the biggest anime producing studios in Japan and one of the most known out there on the interwebs. Mappa Studio is creating a new, brand new building, has created and employing new um, employees for a specifically designed CGI 
invested studio. That don't sound like uh, it's a low priority. In fact, it sounds like expect more CG in your anime. And who knows, this could be the end of Mappa Studio because every great thing can come to an end and not can, will come to an end. I mean, the Roman Empire came and went and <laughs> Mappa Studios keep stretching yourself too thin too. You know, 250 employees, new buildings. You know, I thought Madhouse would be here forever and... Who's talking about Madhouse nowadays like that, huh? But yeah, people, uh, Mappa Studios progressing, new building, new works. Expect Chainsaw Man's anime will benefit from having more people hands-on working on it. So there's that, but salute to those workers. Okay, people, next up, we got a story regarding, some of y'all may remember, we talked about this over here on the channel. I thought it was going to be big. A lot of people thought it was going to be big. In fact, it was pretty popular over here in the West, but surprisingly didn't do so well over there in Japan. The Hunter's Guild Red Hood. Y'all remember oh, last year, that was one of the biggest upsets and disappointments in in terms of the Hunter's Guild Red Hood being a new series in Jump and getting cancelled and axed despite the fact over here in the West a lot of us were championing it saying it's really dope understanding the potential that it had I think it did make a lot of uh, missteps going into some training stuff in the middle of like hey people aren't really digging the manga right now on the mainstream side you might want to fix that first and then come back to you know high quality stuff but or building towards high quality stuff but either way the Hunter's Guild Red Hood it got cut short and a lot of people including myself were very disappointed because I thought that this was the future of jump i thought like boom we got a new one right here bam and it didn't take off however uh hunter's guild red hood fans at the very least you're getting a little bit of a treat i'll say that you're getting a little bit of a treat because it says here the final volume for red hood will include an epilogue featuring a one-year time skip in addition to the original one shot that was done in i guess it's one of those like golden future cup i think it's called golden future cup entry or something like that uh so you'll be able to see a time skip which was probably planned because i think there was probably a lot of hope that hunter's guild red hood was going to take off maybe they wanted it to take off and it's just like it had such poor reception over there in japan that they had no choice but to say no like anybody can get canceled it's not to necessarily say like anything like look at masashi kishimoto he came out with samurai 8 after naruto and despite him being a juggernaut and despite a year of them putting out this manga he still got canceled so anybody can get the axe even if over here in the west people were riding with red hood ultimately people really didn't in japan and we saw what happened and it's gonna be sad to see because i got a lot of really am interested to see like a whole chapter or at least a few pages of them in their time skip form and what they would have looked like i i hope to goodness that this author because this author had a lot of potential and really broke boundaries and got really meta towards the end of the manga i really really hope that this author uh, comes out with something else in the near future. I'm, I'm very, very interested, and I am still invested in the Hunter's Guild Red Hood, I guess, lore, but more importantly, I want to see what this author can do next. I hope it's something really as awesome, and I hope it's nothing like of conforming to the mainstream, because I will say one thing, and it's not to discredit each of these series, because they've done fantastic. I love them. I enjoy them. I've talked about them. I've spent thousands of dollars on books, DVDs and merchandise, so trust me, I love them. But My Hero Academia and Black Clover, one of the things that I will say is that each of those authors, their works prior that were serialized, for example, with Black Clover, Yuki Tabata had Hungry Joker before that, and with My Hero Academia, Kohei Horikoshi had Sensei no Bolge, later on, um, I guess, subtitled as Barrage, before My Hero Academia. That, that was the two series and whatnot. And both of them didn't do well. Like, they were really awesome stories. I really loved both of them, and they didn't do well. 
and then they came back and the series didn't feel as edgy they the, the series didn't feel like i ain't gonna lie i still to this day would love a new hungry joker manga or continuation of hungry joker or a revamp of it it was so freaking good and black clover likewise didn't feel as like black clover felt like okay it kind of conformed to shonen jumps norms and its style and flavor opposed to hungry joker like we're throwing buildings in the beginning we're getting superpowers by like mythical hammers and apple like it was just so wild it's a shame for red hood but i'm looking forward to it at least in the final volume they'll include an epilogue and hopefully that'll get translated because yeah, I want to see the little time skip and stuff like that. And can't wait for that author to return. And shout outs to the Hunters Guild Red Hood one more time. Okay, people. And last story of the episode for Blue Lock fans. In case you didn't know, according to this, it says soccer manga Blue Lock upcoming spinoff manga series, which was announced, will be focusing in on Seishiro Nagi. Tentative title is Blue Lock episode Nagi. And the artist in charge will be revealed at a later time. And it will start in Besatsu Shonen Man magazine issue 7 out june 9th 2022 now in case you don't know for starters well uh, above all else shout outs to blue lock getting a spin-off series that is big that means that they know that this series is about to go once it gets that anime and all that jazz so dope stuff there but also they really kodansha really is trying to hold up besatsu without attack on titan i gotta i gotta stress that because besatsu shonen magazine was really the attack on titan magazine for the longest time now they put orient in there now they putting this blue lock thing what was it was just oh the other day we was talking about another series that they put in besatsu like besatsu is trying so heavy to replace the, and fix the damage that was done of Attack on Titan leaving, but I don't think that, like, maybe this blue lock might help, because especially, like, look, look at Demon Slayer, for example, Demon Slayer is so big, and everything it does, even the freaking gag spinoff does well, so it's a possibility that this blue lock could bring some readers to the magazine, but... God damn, Versace, you really are trying to survive out here. I respect it. Now, it was March 31st of 2021 when the bombshell... Was it 2021 or was it 2020? Oh my God, my brain is going crazy. It was 2021. But it was March 31st, 2021 where we were left and we had the bombshell before then. But we were definitely left with a lot of mixed reactions because that was the day that the final episode of the TV anime version of The Black clover manga uh aired its final episode now finished in the middle of the arc that it was in so it left hopes for a future potential revival and also that was the day of the announcement that hey guys how about we give you guys even though we took away the tv anime a black clover movie and while it wasn't the greatest news in the world because at the end of the day we were losing our weekly anime our weekly dose of that black clover greatness ultimately it was like well, at least there's something to look forward to it was kind of like the ending of dragon ball super when dragon ball super ended and they announced like hey Hey, we got Dragon Ball Super Broly coming. It was like, I really loved having that TV anime every week. You know, I really enjoyed making that my day for that series. The uh, movie is dope, and I'm, I'm really, really excited. But ooh, I'm sad about that TV anime. But yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited. And, you know, they announced the Black Clover movie, and I believe they also released a visual shortly thereafter of, it looked like a painting almost, of like Asta behind or, or standing in front of the Clover Kingdom. And it looked really, really dope. And I was like, oh, shit, here. 
here we freaking go. I was expecting, if we're hearing this March of 2021, the end of March, I'm expecting we're getting an announcement. Maybe we can see it maybe summer-ish, fall, definitely by winter, though. I thought, okay, you know, they're announcing it now. Definitely by winter, we're going to get something, right? Somewhere between summer and winter, probably fall probably would have been, like, the best place for it to have come out if it was announced, you know, all the way back in March. But either way, I was like, oh, it didn't happen <laughs> when those days came by. You know, we went through uh, the summertime, nothing. Uh, fall, nothing. Winter, we got an update. And it was like, oh, shit, you know, Jump Festa, let's freaking go. We're going to hear about the Black Clover movie. It's been so long. They took forever, but finally we're here. And we get a second half of that initial Asta in front of the Clover Kingdom drawing with you know this time around. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell just happened here, folks? So I felt a little bit bamboozled. A lot of fans felt bamboozled, but nevertheless, okay, great. We're going to get it eventually. And now, as it stands right now, we're about 20 days or so shy of the one-year anniversary of them announcing the Black Clover will be coming with the ending of the Black Clover anime. And... Still no trailer, no no movie, no, 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 nothing. Unfortunately, it's been a drought. However, we got big, massive news for Black Clover's movie. We got big, massive news and details all around it. And I ain't gonna lie, <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very excited because it's a long time freaking coming. But at the same time, I guess you could also throw the argument that the news that I'm about to get into is disappointing. And I feel like I've been dragging it for a little bit, so I don't want to waste any more of your time. Let's get into it because according to this, it says anime film Black Clover and this was released in Japan, I want to say like on a magazine of some sort. Theatrical screening begins 2023. So now we're announced, which they've done this before. They've announced films and whatnot. Well, they do this all the time, actually, with comic book movies. I guess maybe it's more of a spoiled thing or maybe more of an expectation thing with anime fans. I don't know. But a movie announced in March 2021 will be coming out in 2023. And I'm betting it's not going to be like January of 2023. I'm betting maybe spring of 2023, which is still freaking crazy. Still like a, a whole other year plus away, assuming it is going to be spring. And also, it makes me think like, wait a minute. So, and there's more details, by the way, for more Black Clover stuff because it's a big Black Clover bonanza right now what they're doing over there in Shonen Jump. And you know, a lot of fans are just really, at the end of the day, very anticipating this film. Like, you know, this is the one thing anime-wise that we've had to look forward to for some time. We also got the video game coming out and all that jazz for the mobile or whatever, but I'm really excited about this, despite the fact that, again, we've got no trailer. And I gotta say this, too. Considering this film will be released in 2023 and it was announced in 2021, expectations are gonna be there. Big expectations at that, because first of all, you took away the, the TV anime and, and said, hey, we got a movie coming instead so you're already gonna have people like uh, but all right at least we're gonna have this movie that movie needs to be like if you foldable took part in and putting it together imagine that imagine you foldable lent the hand in a black clover movie oh my god a man can wish but that movie needs to be absolutely immaculate that story the care everything about this film needs to be 11 out of 10 and this film needs to do very well i've stressed that so many times but i gotta stress it again we've had like a year of telling black clover fans like yo come on come on and i think they purposely are doing this too i think they're really realizing maybe they don't want to go the bleach route in particular of like yo bleach ended in 2012 and it's coming back in 2022 that's 10 years that's a little bit rough you know what i'm saying i think they're realizing well the black clover manga is still going and 
and let's do something different than you know waiting ten years to revive the fandom. Like let's let an anime drought for Black Clover, so to speak, and then boom, let the movie talk. Because you think about it, right? We've talked about it here on Forever News many times uh, over the last couple of years of how the Black Clover anime was stomping Crunchyroll, how it was doing amazing number wise. It was like number one in so many different countries and whatnot. Like Black Clover anime was a, a, a giant ultimately. So ultimately, if you starve all of those fans of Black Clover and then put a movie out of theaters a year and some change later, fans it's going to be not only nostalgic but also desperate and starving. I see the idea behind it, opposed to waiting 10 years for Bleach fans and then they, you know, just <laughs> Bleach fans been, woo, muscled up over this shit, dog. So then the extra details, let's get into it because this is the Black Clover 7th anniversary plans and they include, for starters, a new character popularity poll, vote Yami. We, we always stand the agenda, Yami. <laughs> then we got second special anniversary PV. Anniversary PV for what? Huh? Or maybe they just mean a special anniversary PV like they're going to show old clips from the anime and, and old um, iconic stuff from the manga maybe. Uh, anime opening and ending compilation. Eh, okay, we can rewatch those on YouTube anytime. New game info. I, I believe they're referring to the mobile game which looks really good to be honest with you. It looks like it could have been a console game. New movie date 2023. We already spoke a, a whole bunch about that throughout this episode. Uh, but yeah, 2023. Can't freaking wait. Free volumes on Jump Plus and Zebrak apps. That's really dope. And Jump Cover wallpaper published by its official Twitter account. And Black Clover even got the cover of Weekly Shonen Jump for this latest issue. And it just looks sick. It's Asta in his latest version of his Devil Union form. And it looks absolutely freaking amazing. So right now, fun little moment for Black Clover. 7th anniversary. They gave it the cover. They, they got a, a date for the movie. They got the game. Like It's not on the biggest and grandioso of it all. Like It's not like, hey, we got a big console game. And we got, you know, the, the next season of the anime. So we're, we're missing a couple of components. But Black Clover, considering the state is at, I think Shueisha isn't... Not, not only are they not throwing in the towel of saying, yo, it's dead. It's dead. It's dead. I think they're understanding now that Black Clover can still be a success in and of itself without having to reach the plateaus of its predecessors. It doesn't necessarily need to reach the plateaus of Naruto to still be a very successful shonen. Like, yeah, it will never be, you know, this is something that people need to understand. Black Clover will never be able to be the, you know, the next Naruto. It will never be able to be the next Bleach. It will never be able to be the next One Piece. But it can be the best Black Clover. And it can be a great series. And it doesn't have to sell like those series to still be successful. Independent stuff sell all the time. And if they're doing things on a more micromanaged form of, again, like, you know, these are more cheaper routes. A character popularity poll costs nothing but, you know, the time it takes to pay somebody to put that together. Uh, special Anniversary PB. Again, it's paying somebody to put together an AMV, essentially. The anime opening and the compilation, that's nothing. New game info, that's probably the most where they spent millions into that game, so I'll give them that. New movie date, they're stretching a budget for a film over like three years. So, eh, what do you want to say? Free volumes on Jump Plus, that, that, that don't cost them nothing. Likewise with Zebrick app. Then jump cover wallpaper, paying somebody to do an image or taking a pre-established image and repurposing it. Okay, like, so they're, they're doing all of these really, really cool things on a micromanaged level for a shonen that has not bore the fruit of, you know, again, its predecessors or even some of its contemporaries now at this point. But it's still very successful and has a still very solid fan base like myself. Hold on, can, can y'all see the, the Black Clover? I think Asta's right here. Ah, hold on. Asta's right there. You can't see him, but Asta's right there. He's he's with us all the time. <laughs> but yeah, people, whole bunch of Black Clover news, and I can't believe I just spent a good chunk of this episode 
episode talking about the seventh anniversary Black Clover uh, news, as well as the update for the film, the video game, and just everything Black Clover greatness related. But it's well overdue. We've had a drought of Black Clover news as of recent, so I really wanted to pack this episode with as much Black Clover possible. Just a whole bunch of stuff, and it seems as though Shueisha understands now what Black Clover is and what it's going to continue to do moving forward, and they're micromanaging it in a good fashion with delivering to the fans at a much smaller cost to them than it would take to deliver to the fans with a bigger IP like you know Demon Slayer and all that stuff so yeah moving forward very sudden and unfortunate uh news tragic news because according to this it says according to leaks Jujutsu Kaisen is on a sudden break this week and weekly shonen jump issue number 15 the series is scheduled to resume in issue 16 and that was said a couple days ago now at this particular point or that was said actually one day ago and then we got an update that made things a little bit more scarier it says Jujutsu Kaisen's sudden break in weekly shonen jump issue number 15 is due to its author Gege Akutami in poor physical condition so essentially Gaga Akutami is uh, um, really really sick or, or really messed up really banged up and whatnot that's why I had to take a sudden break we've seen last year that Gaga Akutami had to take an entire month off because the author couldn't catch up with the you know the, the release dates and whatnot and it was just chaotic and since then Jujutsu Kaisen really hasn't garnered the same hype that it had prior to that break prior to that break we had a lot of really awesome stuff with the Zenin clan and then since then, I've noticed that while Jujutsu Kaisen, the film side of things, and those things have been really, really hype, and everybody's been going crazy, the manga since that break has not had the same reaction, at the very least in my community, like it did before. It just doesn't feel the same, if I'm making any sense what I'm saying there. I'm still really loving it and enjoying it, and Jujutsu Kaisen is one of my favorites, honestly. <laughs> I just really appreciate the, the story as a whole and, and the author for what they're trying to accomplish or whatnot. Um, and hearing this, for starters, any of those people, I always gotta stress, I'm gonna call it out right now, y'all ready for this? Any of those people that are very, very upset and sending threats or saying really nasty stuff or any of that sort that are out there because i'm sure there's a few of them yeah you're you're not worthy of even reading this series at that point you're scum because at the end of the day you should be worried about the author's health beforehand the author you know what i'm saying being sick and even so even let's just say like okay i'm not really worried about the author you don't know who the author is fine by me but if you're hearing somebody in general is sick there's your fucking reason why you're not getting your comic book they're they're sick they're humans they, you know, go through things. They work 20-hour shifts as it is. Like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? So, for those people, just get out of the way. There's a few of them, not many, but there's a few of little idiots that don't understand. Uh, you know, people get sick and manga kani break so there's that uh but yeah let's all send gegakutami positive vibes best wishes we're in you know some very uncertain times and um you know we just want to send good stuff over to gegakutami of course take as much time as you need we'll be here jujutsu kaisen is an incredible story you've been delivering just for so freaking long now especially like dog you delivered a, a classic no matter what shibuya incident arc is going to go down as a classic arc and shonen manga the same way you would put like something of um what, what would be a, like a like soul society from bleach the same way you put soul society from bleach the same way you would put what's another uh unanimously classic marine ford i don't know if you would say it's at the level of marine ford with shibuya comment down below if you want uh, let me know on <laughs> uh, uh, that discussion but you know it definitely is a a, a classic art you know Gagagutami, relax enjoy yourself um get better 
don't enjoy i don't mean enjoy yourself as far as like enjoy being sick you know what i mean get better we love you we love your series uh take all the time you need yeah anybody that's upset by this i don't know go go color okay people next up this one uh i waited about a day or so to really get into it because um well first of all I kind of ignored every reaction out there so i don't know if the reactions uh to this are good or bad because what we're going to be talking about today is we got six new cast member announcements for the one piece live action these are going to be the actors that are going to be playing some of the other characters and one piece aside from the ones that were already announced because who we got so far we got luffy nami Zoro, Sanji, and Usopp, if I'm not mistaken, correct? So we got like the first five straw hats, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, now they're, they're, they're announcing more characters for the One Piece live action. And uh, it's going to be interesting. I briefly looked at just like the overall image of all of the actors together. And I'm not sure which one goes to where or which character is which. So uh, I guess we're going to be finding that out together. But yeah, um, I don't know what the community is. So I might be on the opposite side of you guys. Uh, I, I don't know what the opinion is. Let's do it. For starters, we got kobe and kobe is played by morgan davies they them if he is going to be the pirate king he is going to face many challenges along the way and uh yeah the actor playing kobe um kind of is all right i guess i don't know are they gonna dye the hair how's that gonna work i wonder how they're gonna do a lot of the wacky things again that's more of an aesthetic thing it's not about this character or this actor in particular but i wonder are they gonna make the hair purple or are they gonna leave them blonde because you know again dyeing hair sometimes it comes across as or or shall i say putting on wigs because usually they don't dye the hair but putting on wigs and stuff can be a little complicated but so we got kobe I ain't mad at it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not mad at it. Then we got Alvida, played by Ilya Isores Polino. So I'm gonna just say Ilya. Yeah, she she fits the Alvida character, honestly. It, it's interesting because I'm really digging the fact that, you know, I know a lot of people maybe aren't like the most passionate about the idea of diversity, I guess you could say, <laughs> which is crazy. Like you, you hate the diversity in, in your media or whatever, but you know, a lot of people, I, I'm through the moon about how diverse the One Piece cast is without diverging from what the characters look like, like legitimately. And even if they do, it might be a great decision. Like, I'm not going to be mad at it. Like looking at Alvida, she kind of looks like the character and she seems like maybe she's a Latina or something like that, Polino, or either Latina, or maybe she could even, I don't know. She kind of giving me a little bit of like a Lucille Ball, like um, I love Lucy in the face with the hair and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I ain't mad at Alvida. I think Kobe is okay-ish. Alvida is not bad at all. Uh, let's move forward. We got Helmeppo. Uh, Aiden Scott. Kind of looks like Helmeppo to me. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie. Holy shit. I'm looking at that dude right now. Like, kind of looks like Helmeppo. Just saying. Okay, Helmeppo. Yeah, nah. So far, none of these three that I've seen. Kobe is I. Alvida's dope. And Helmeppo, again, by Aiden Scott. Um, uh, he seems ready for it. I don't know. Kind of looks like Helmeppo. It's weird, right? Uh, let, let's go. Then we got the person that's going to be playing Buggy, Jeff Ward. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't really judge this one too much. It's just a dude. Buggy is a clown with makeup and all that stuff. And his acting, you got to be very on par. Honestly, they could have, depending if Buggy's going to take off his makeup by the end of, um, or is it makeup? I don't know. I guess it's like permanent on his face, right? That's how he looks or whatever. But anyway, uh, uh, unless Buggy was to look normal by the end, I think they could have even had Mike McFarlane play live action Buggy. I mean, I guess live action is a little bit different because you got to, you know, move a different way and whatnot. And there's extra things you got to do in live action that you don't got to do in voiceover. So there's that. But they could have had Mike McFarlane. 
Harlan. I'm just saying. But either way, Jeff Ward, okay, uh, can't really judge him. Uh, then we got Arlong, played by McKinley Belker. He, him. Um, Arlong, okay. Uh, yo, let's go. We got a brother up in here for Arlong. I, I'm, I'm with it, dog. Let's do the damn thing, yo. That's going to be high. I ain't going to lie. Again, I, I wonder how they're going to do this. Because I would have expected a character like Arlong, there's a possibility they could have even tried to CGI him in. Although, I don't know how that would work. Uh, because, obviously, this gentleman's going to have to put on a ton of freaking makeup to look like a giant shark man and shit like that. So, we're going to have to see how it goes. Again, it's hard to judge, like, McKinley Belker because he's not a costume and he's not acting or anything. It's hard to judge any of them because they're not acting, but let alone just the appearance. Like, dude, how the fuck do you expect McKinley to look like Arlong? Arlong has a giant fucking spiky street shark nose and, like, come on. Um, and then the gentleman that plays Buggy, Jeff Ward, like, dude, he doesn't have the makeup on. I guess he has a, a smile on, so there's that. Maybe, hey, he smiles like Buggy. Um, Helmeppo looks like Helmeppo. Alvita. Kind of passes for Alvita, but also I just really enjoy Alvita. Like, she looks dope. Like, I don't know. Like, that, that Latina love. Shout out to my Latinas out there. And if I'm wrong, forgive me if I'm saying, if I'm wrong on her being Latina, but she kind of give me a, like, a, somebody be my family or something. Then we got Kobe. Shout outs to Kobe. Uh, yeah, Morgan Davies, they look okay, I guess. I, I just want to see the purple hair, if that's going to happen or not. Oh, and we got one more. I almost left without giving you guys the final one. The last reveal is Garp, played by Vincent Reagan. And I ain't mad at this. He seems maybe a little bit young. I don't know how he'll... Because, like, Garp gives me, like, a grandfatherly, like, loving feel. I don't know if this gentleman... Again, he just looks so serious in this image, so it's hard to tell what not. Vincent Reagan, um, if he would be able to give that extra, like, goofiness of Garp. Like, goofy... Like, Garp really, like, you know, he's gonna make you laugh, but he's a Marine. And, and you know, he's dangerous. <laughs> he's a Marine, but he's gonna make you laugh, and he's still, like... You know, he's a good guy, whatever. So, we'll have to wait to see. I'm not mad at this Garp one either. And again, I'm not, I'm not mad. Honestly, looking realistic, there's nothing to be mad about. And again, I don't know what the fan reaction may be. But Jeff Ward as Buggy, there's nothing to comment on. McKinley uh, Belker as Arlong. I'm just happy they got a brother here on the cast. Another one at that, because I believe the, the gentleman that plays Usopp as well. So... You know, I'm, I'm cooling with that. We can't really judge him and uh, Jeff, though, that, the dude that plays Buggy. But Garp, um, for the most part, gotta wait and see. I guess he just looks a little more hardened than funny for me. Oh, and Garp is more funny. Uh, Helmepo's just on point. Alvita, on point. Kobe, so probably Helmepo is the best casting choice out of all this. Helmepo. Shout outs to Helmepo. And shout outs to my guy Arlon again. Yo, let's go, baby. Let's do the damn thing. Although I'm dying to see the comment section. You guys will be my first exposure to what people's reactions are to the One Piece live action casting. Yay or nay, I am dying to see what you guys have to say. Okay, people, next up, just a quick update for Martial Magic and Muscles fans. In case you don't follow it, I'll follow it for you so I can give you the updates. I saw that they had released a video. I believe it started off as a live stream, if I'm not mistaken, or it was a premiere or something there, for Martial Magic and Muscles. And I was like, okay, what's this? It's obviously not a trailer for the anime yet. We haven't got greenlit just yet. But it was this image. I saw the thumbnail. I'm like, it's of Mosh, the main character, and he's like lifting weights. And I'm like, okay, what, what, what the hell is going on here? And you, if you clicked on it, apparently they released this promo video where it has like a whole bunch of music playing and it's like this looped animation. There's a couple of different pieces of like Mosh lifting weights. So like he's bench pressing and then another one, he's like hopping and holding the dumbbells and shit like uh, really, really cool stuff. But it also confirms to me as well that they're gearing up in all avenues to promote Marshall to make sure that it gets boosted to being that next big thing like let's make it clear 
with my hero right around the corner leaving dr stone just left black clover feels like it could leave if it wanted to by this year as well marshall's up next and that's also why we got that apology from the author of marshall magic and muscle saying i lied about it being halfway done it's going a long time i'll be honest with you at the very least a lot longer than it was initially going to go maybe there's some big plans for a big change but yeah with this live stream which is really really dope way to promote things like putting a looped animation of a really cool character just bench pressing with some cool music in the background i like that it promotes the music it promotes mosh it promotes everything in, in general martial magic and muscles baby so yeah expect I'm, I'm telling you people if we're march expect by the summertime i'm gonna say maybe anime announcement for mosh maybe i'll be off on that uh, martial magic and muscle but we'll see either way i just wanted to throw in this quick story i just found it very hilarious like hey this big old stream of mosh lifting weights and some music in the background Maybe something you might want to work out to. I don't know. Okay, people, and last story of the episode. Something that, again, I'm not too familiar with, but I did want to follow up for you guys because a lot of people just keep hitting me up telling me about, like, hey, this and that, and I don't really know about it, but I know you guys care, so I want to bring you guys the news. Classroom of the Elite Season 2, new visual. The anime is scheduled for July of 2022. Animation Studio Lurch. And furthermore, Classroom of the Elite Season 3 was also announced for 2023. I'm betting anything. This was originally 24 episodes greenlit, and they were like, yo, why don't we do 12 as Season 2, 12 as Season 3? I'm, I'm betting that's what happened now if they have 24 and 24 my mind will be blown but that's probably what's going to happen studio lurch aren't the greatest in the world but um for classroom of the elite fans july 2022 expect an anime and expect another season as well it must have been the fan feedback was so immense that they ran out and said yo just announce the season three they, they, they love this shit announce the season three that's probably what happened but yeah classroom of the elite fans season two july lurch and season three three as well that's huge that's huge to get a, a, a second season or another season announcement when the next season hasn't even aired yet like crazy this is a massive story this one right now has been rocking the internet since i want to say it happened yesterday or last night people are just going absolutely crazy now i'm sure you may have heard of toy animation right in case you haven't they're the people that have done dragon ball one piece like a lot of the big heavy hitters or a decent amount of the old classic heavy hitters again like dragon ball toriko one piece sailor moon toy animation were, were behind it and as of recent there's been a little bit of a hubbub and that's just putting it very lightly to be honest with you essentially toy animation has been in hot water for some things that they have done over the internet as of the last couple months targeting um you know content creators online of over fair use accusations and things like that like a lot of really negative press and all of that stuff has been on toy animation because they've just been stepping in at one thing after another and a lot of people are calling what just happened to toy animation karma i guess you would say which i don't i don't really like to say that because a lot of people could lose their jobs probably are going to lose their jobs over this situation a security breach and whatnot because in case you don't know i know we're like a minute into the story and i'm still not telling you guys what it is essentially anime like one piece anime like the upcoming uh, or i believe it's currently airing or it's upcoming digimon anime and anything else that toy animation may have uh, you know, under wraps that they're working on right now, including potentially a Dragon Ball Super TV anime, like, again, that hasn't been greenlit or anything like that, hasn't been confirmed, but, you know, a Dragon Ball anime, anything that Toei is doing, uh, maybe another Sailor Moon, or whatever it may be, the Dragon Quest Die anime, all of those are going to be on an indefinite hiatus, essentially canceled for now, so to speak, uh, because of what happened. Essentially, some hackers hacked into Toei animation 
education system and mess things up. And because of that, it threw everything off. And next week's episode of anime, uh, again, including like One Piece and things like that, are going to be essentially on break. Following that, they'll be on break as well until they can sort out what happened. And this is absolutely insane. Let's read so we can get a little bit more of the details. But wow, Toei, this one is a... This is a doozy. About the future broadcast of the TV anime One Piece. Thank you very much for watching the TV anime One Piece. As announced by Toei Animation at 11 on Friday, March 11th, Toei Animation's internal network was unauthorized by a third party on Sunday, March 6th, and part of the internal system was suspended. I am doing it. We would like to inform you that the impact has hindered the progress of program production and has affected the future broadcast schedule. Regarding the broadcast schedule after Sunday, March 20th, we will inform you again on the One Piece official portal site, OnePiece.com, and various One Piece official SNS. We deeply apologize to the viewers who are looking forward to the broadcast every week. We will do our best to restore the adventures of Luffy and the Straw Hat Pirates as soon as possible. Thank you for your understanding. And in case you kind of still didn't understand that, according to the unofficial Shonen Jump account on Twitter. They said Toy Animation has announced that its internal network has been illegally accessed by third parties, essentially hacked, and it was corrupting files and affecting the scheduling and broadcasting of many of its TV anime series, including One Piece. So it was even corrupting files, so they're going to have to redo portions of animation and art. This is probably going to cost a million. This is going to be a blow to Toy Animation. Now granted, you know Toy Animation, they're infamous. They got money. They got that Dragon Ball infamous money. They got that One Piece infamous money. They got they got a lot of bread. That Sailor Moon bag is big. They they've made their money. So I'm sure something like this isn't going to like, you know, put them out of business or anything like that. But it's definitely gonna cost them. And this is definitely going to mean that we might not see the One Piece anime for who knows how long. It depends on how much has been destroyed. Because you know, it takes a while to put these episodes together. They have to at least stay like I think like nine months ahead of schedule or some shit like that. Because you know, they gotta keep up with the manga. They can't get the manga too close and whatnot. So if they corrupt it a lot like if it goes all the way to storyboards from episodes down the road yeah this might or not even storyboards just you know pieces of animation and stuff like that this might be that we might not get one piece anime for half a year or something this might totally change everything honestly it's crazy to think that something as what once was scoffed at as like oh you got hacked is now something so serious that it just destroyed a huge chunk of toei um and also the fans of course are going to suffer because they're waiting for their one piece and people are going to lose jobs over this this is a very very serious situation i ain't gonna lie and yeah so whatever else is expected from toei animation in the near future you can cancel that so oh my god i just thought of something and unless they didn't get this far which they probably did because that's probably one of the first things they did too if they got to like dragon ball super related stuff if they have been working on the tv anime or if they're working on something else following that film oh my god it'll probably be even longer of a wait for the Dragon Ball Super anime to return. So there's that as well. Wow, that just kind of hit me. Yeah, Dragon Ball Super is going to take extra long to come back now due to this hack. Holy cow. Hopefully they can get it together. Hopefully I'm going too much over it and maybe they didn't delete all of that. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they corrupted a few files, messed up a few things for like the next episode or two. Maybe they didn't get that far to be able to mess millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of stuff up because, you know, if they deleted pieces of animation from, you know, five episodes or 10 episodes worth of stuff that they got going with One Piece and 10 episodes worth of, you know, Dragon Quest Die and whatever else they got. Ooh, this is going to be troublesome. I will keep you guys updated on what's going on with the future of Toei Animation. But this, you know, could range between doing absolutely nothing to Toei but a break or two 
to bankrupting Toei. There's a possibility, I guess, yeah, I really didn't think of that. If they really went crazy and forced, you know, $100 million worth of corrections that need to be done to, like, five different anime or some shit, like, five episodes apiece or something crazy, this could be bad. This could be real bad. But I guess, again, we gotta wait and see. Either way, One Piece anime fans, Digimon anime fans, Dragon Quest Die anime fans, anybody that is a fan of a toy animation-related anime, expect delays for a very, very long time. Expect possibly even some of them to potentially get canceled uh, as it stands. I don't think One Piece anime would. I could see some other stuff that maybe they had in the works and whatnot getting pushed back or definitely getting canned. Crazy. Okay, people, next up, a very, very big announcement. It was a couple of months ago that it was announced that CyberConnect2 was working on a new game. In case you don't know who CyberConnect2 is, they're the company that has brought games like the Naruto Storm games, Demon Slayer, Hinokami Chronicles, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. They did those games, and uh, it was a few months ago that they announced that they had another game coming, so a lot of people are really excited, including myself, and theorizing, like, Yo, maybe they got a new anime IP title. Maybe they got Jujutsu Kaisen. Maybe because at the end of the day, now in the, the gaming sphere, right? In the gaming world, the world of gaming, when it comes to anime games, majority of them, it's starting to get almost oversaturated, which is crazy because 10 years ago, there was barely any anime games. Now it's getting oversaturated with very, very terrible arena fighters. Like that's really what's saturating the, the, the market and whatnot. And with a field of so many anime fighter games that is just like, again, an oversaturated market of these battle arena things. One of the things a lot of people People have come to appreciate is the fact that cyber connect 2's naruto storm game for example the battle system feels a little bit different it doesn't feel like you know jump force for example you know what i'm saying it doesn't feel like the one punch man a hero nobody plays like that, that doesn't feel like that so a lot of people have come to appreciate them so cyber connect 2 like it, it's kind of like a really big thing when they're gonna go and do another anime game so again a lot of people jujutsu kaisen oh my god or they're gonna announce the next demon Slayer game already or maybe they're going back to naruto what is it gonna be well, uh, the suspense is done, the suspense is gone, and apparently the big announcement that they're doing is disappointing. Because essentially what they're doing is re-releasing a game that they released a shit ton time ago on like the PS3 if I'm not mistaken. The title is exciting and I really love this game, I, I believe I have it in Japanese. Um, ultimately I'm not too enthusiastic just in general about it in, in a way because uh yeah i played the living crap out of it and i'm talking about jojo's bizarre adventure all-star battle r that is the new game that they got it says here jojo's bizarre adventure all-star battle r announced by cyber connect 2 studio for the ps5 xbox series ps4 xbox one switch and pc and the game is scheduled to release in early fall 2022 and again it's uh updated enhanced re-release if i'm not mistaken of the old game it says here jojo's bizarre adventure all-star battle r isn't a simple remaster oh they revamped and improved the battle mechanic with hit stops dashes new combos and an all-new support attack tag team battle mechanic the voice actors from the latest anime series are included oh so they really gave it the extra bells and whistles they went back and fixed things and stuff like that that's good to know like i don't know depends on the pricing like if they try to do 60 dollars, y'all can keep it if they do about like 30 20 30 dollars because again it's a, a ps3 game that is yeah they, they enhanced it they did some really cool things but i'm not paying 60 absolutely not i don't think they would pay put, put it at 60 i could be wrong on that but again it's disappointing because like yo we're, we're getting just an older game remastered as cool as it is because again that game is really dope i played it i beat it i unlocked all the jojos and it's cool that it has parts one through eight even though at the time that this game came out in 2013 i believe we was only like on part two or yeah i believe part three 
Reed didn't even come out in anime form, you know, the new David production anime until 2014. So, yeah, they didn't have much on uh, some of those characters, especially, like, Part 8 was not just getting worked on, but, yeah, Part 8 was very early on, so... Yeah. Either way, for people that were wondering, well, whatever happened to that CyberConnect announcement about a game that they got coming, and they were supposed to not, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure remaster of a PS3 game coming to all the new consoles. Uh, for the pr right price, I get it. For the right price, I get it. Why not? You know, I'll play with my nephew and have a blast. Okay, people, next up, a little update on the upcoming Jujutsu Kaisen video game. In case you don't know, they're working on a Jujutsu Kaisen mobile game. I believe it's something Parade, if I'm not mistaken. What is it called? Phantom Parade. Uh, so that was something that was announced, and it doesn't look like the greatest game in the world but something cool that they recently uh, revealed it says here Jujutsu Kaisen Phantom Parade smartphone game unveils opening movie and original characters a special program for the Jujutsu Kaisen Phantom Parade role-playing game for iOS and Android unveiled on Monday the game's original characters and Mappa's animated opening movie which reveals the theme song Avant by Eve so they got a little opening for the actual game the newly announced cast includes Rina Sato as Saki Rindo, Kotaro Nishiyama as Kaito Yuki, and Rikia Koyama as Kensuke Nagino. So they actually created some original characters, I guess, for the game. And uh, I like Blondie. Blondie looks actually pretty good. Uh, the character in the middle is bland. Damn. And the last character looks kind of cool, too. I'd rock with either the Blondie or the dude with the eye patch. I mean, I'm sure they're not going to be the greatest characters in the world because they're anime original and shit like that. But I kind of like the designs and stuff. I'm rocking with it. Saki and Kaito are first-year students at the Tokyo Prefectural Jujutsu High School's Fukuoka Branch School and Kensuke is the branch school's president. Eve's theme song has launched on streaming services and the game of course will launch in 2022. Sumzap is developing the smart game based on of course Jujutsu Kaisen and it will be free to play with optional in-app purchases and yeah we've already seen those uh, visuals and whatnot. And yeah Jujutsu Kaisen the new game we got some original characters we got a little bit more insight they have a new opening which looks pretty dope and just in general I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the most part for this game I'm gonna lie I have a little bit of Jujutsu Kaisen on the phone I don't really game as much as I used to it kind of just dawned on me recently like I, I be buying games and shit and that's why I haven't even bought like the newest Pokemon game for example I look at it and I'm like oh my god if I had the time dog if I had the time I would just sit there forever and ever but I don't so you know I might get a couple hours in on this Jujutsu Kaisen game though when it comes we'll see because I love Jujutsu Kaisen and it'd be nice to check out the first big Jujutsu Kaisen game that comes out and these original characters look I even though I don't want to play a Jujutsu Kaisen game to play as original characters I want to play as Gojo you know Yuji Yuta you know. Okay, people, next up, an update on a series that I haven't talked about in, at the very least, over a year. It was, if I'm not mistaken, January 1st of 2021 that I had launched a big video giving my first impressions on the series known as Jujika no Rokunin. And in case you don't know about it, you might want to check this one out. I haven't checked it out in like a year plus just because it was kind of like one of those things of I'm caught up, I don't want to wait a week, I'll just let it build up and eventually I'll get into it. And I think that this one could be really Big because it's one of those like things where somebody was wronged the main character and he's going for revenge but it's a little bit different than it's kind of like imagine attack on titan but instead of the titans being the ones that are doing the messed up shit it's human it's hard to explain i don't know and i i only reference attack on titan because initially it started being serialized in the same magazine as um attack on titan misatsu shonen magazine but uh yeah just here is an uh, update on it it says here jujika no rokunin by shinryu nakatake has one million copies including 
including digital in circulation for volumes one through six. Not too bad. It definitely, uh, from what I read, deserved more. It was like very edgy, very crazy, but I just really uh, loved and appreciated just how it wasn't holding no no punches. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't pulling no punches. It wasn't doing none of that. It was actually just a really gory and messed up story from what I remember. I got to go back and read some of it. But yeah, shout outs to that. One million copies. Uh, if you haven't heard about it, Again, you should go check out my video if, if I'm not selling you right here because I'm not doing a, a great job. I, I did a good job in that video like <laughs> over a year ago. Uh, go, go check out that video so you can see what I'm saying about, yeah, Jujika no Rokunin. It is a very highly, highly, highly uh, criminally underrated manga right now that once it gets an anime, and if the anime is adapted properly, this could be massively, massively huge. I could see, well, I could see Netflix going for it. I could see Amazon wanting this one because, yeah, it, it's a very mature and dark story with some really crazy shit. But anyway, yeah, just wanted to give a little update because I haven't talked about it in over a year. Jujika no Rokinin, one million copies in circulation for the first six volumes. I need to get back into it. Okay, people, and last story. We're going to go quote-unquote story of the episode. A few people told me to cover this, and I said, uh... I'll mention it. I don't know if I what, what deep dive I could give off of it or whatever, but it's always an interesting thing when we see celebrities and you know people in, in, in pop culture and whatnot. Just in general, mentioning anime, we always get a little kick out of it, and it is interesting considering the fact that y'all know, which is a serious situation, and I'm not trying to make light of it by any means. Simply just adding a little thought, I guess, uh, for the people that requested. Uh, y'all know the whole Meg the Stallion and Tory Lane situation. I can't believe I'm talking here on Forever News about Meg the Stallion and Tory Lane. But either way, y'all know that whole situation. And y'all know Meg, massive, massive anime fan, big Black Clover fan, loves Black Clover. Oh, God, I, I love that stuff. Well, anyways, uh, one of the big things is that, you know, they have that big drama again, her and Tory Lanez. And somebody pointed out to me that Tory Lanez has put his avatar as Kashi. And a lot of people are like, yo, is it gonna cause some anime fan wars? I don't think so. I don't think that the Kakashi fandom is really gonna ride for Tori against the Black Clover fandoms with Meg the Stallion. I, I don't see that happening. So I don't think that's something you gotta worry about. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I came across it. It was him talking about that he has a new song or something. And I was like, oh shit, he has a Kakashi thing. That's cool. Just yet again, representing more of how many mainstream, you know, people in general, whether it be celebrities, actors, uh, rappers, whatever it may be, showing love to anime and manga. <laughs> it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling considering 10 years ago, this was a joke to most people. But. Here we are. Uh, Tori Lane stands Kakashi. Shout outs to Meg and Tori and that whole situation that I'm backing away from because I wasn't making light of it. Uh, protect black woman, all of that stuff. I was just bringing up a point of what people told me to bring up. Yeah. But yeah, people, that's all the stories we have for today's episode. Curious what you guys think. Most important story, favorite story, something that you wish I would have covered that I didn't, something that um, in general caught your interest and you're like, Fadev, please cover it. Let me know. Last episode of the week, though, so I'll be covering that on Monday if I do. That's all I have for this one, though. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed. I'm Fadev World, and as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule. Anime and manga. For life, boy. Have an awesome day. Peace in. You guys just watched another episode of Whatever News. Have an awesome day.